Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey, welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast. This is Gene Jennings. I'm here with my buddy Chuck Gordon. Chuck, how you doing this afternoon? Gene, let's do it, man. I'm excited we're back at it. Tell us about our guest. we got a guest with us today. We do. We are incredibly blessed to have the one, the only, Philip Lee. <laughs> um, it's you, man. We're talking about you. That's Thank it. God there's <laughs> only one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Philip is a uh, lead pastor of Cedar Creek in Aiken. And, uh, bro, thanks for making time to, to come to our uh, Connect Hope podcast studios. It is. And, um, thanks for we, having me. Quite a studio. It is. It so is. State-of-the-art setup. Congratulations. We, we have the uh, box of Danish Lord snacks Lord. over there and skinny pop popcorn <laughs> yes. and oatmeal cream pies and water bottles. Everything so, you could need exactly. for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we worked hard. We yeah, worked hard I could out. tell. <laughs> well, we, we, we brought you in, and, and we'll cut right to it, man. Just uh, uh, God bless me getting to know you just uh, even recently, and, and you spoke at one of our, our Connect Hope uh, roundtables, and it was phenomenal, the response I had just from different pastors. Uh, dealing with navigating some personal crisis as well as some things in their church uh, when it comes to mental mental health, etc. And and um, and you just did a phenomenal job with that roundtable. And so I thought from that, you know, we really wanted to bring you on the podcast and, and dive in there. And um, would love for our, our listeners to kind of hear a little bit of your backstory so they can know, okay, who is this this. Cr- crazy wild man. Who doesn't yes. know Philip yeah, Lee? Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't know Philip Lee? Is there really yeah. an introduction? That's exactly. pretty much everybody. <laughs> pretty much everybody. No. So if you don't mind, then give, it, give your backstory to our Sure. Yeah, well, I can promise you uh, two things I never in, saw happening for me. One was ever being a pastor, let alone a lead pastor. Mm-hmm. I just started out as a high school teacher and coach and thought I was that's where I was going to be. God does what God does, mm-hmm. and it ended up... Uh, becoming a senior pastor. And then the second thing I never, ever thought is that I would be um, known as the mental health pastor, wow. I guess if wow. that's a, a, a label. but no uh, And that was a very personal journey for our family. Um, one in five individuals are struggle with some aspect of their mental health. One mm. out of five people, yeah. that's in our congregations, our communities, have a diagnosable mental health issue in any given year. Uh, and that was true for our family. We have five children. Our oldest son, Philip Jr., uh, we realized he was struggling um, about shortly after he finished uh, college and uh, was working and starting to develop his uh, music career. He was a professional musician, okay. Okay. singer-songwriter. Uh, what we could see uh, was the struggle with alcohol, the addiction. That was very obvious. We could see it affecting his life. What we did not know at the time that we learned later is that uh, he had bipolar disorder, okay. uh, which is a pretty serious mental health condition, but it's also very treatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, had to deal with the substance abuse, and so uh, thank God he was able to get into a phenomenal rehab got sober and uh, unfortunately uh, just succumbed to a moment of losing hope and Mm. took his life on September 6, 2018. So uh, it became very real to us. Two things. One, overwhelming pain, unimaginable pain, uh, long conversations in our own heads about woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, uh, as parents and as a family and 
But ultimately, we just came to the realization that either we needed to choose to trust that God would work and bring good out of anything and everything, or just lay down and give up. Those were our options. And so we decided, uh, Terry and I decided that uh, what Satan meant for evil, we would trust that God would use for good. And so uh, Terry started a nonprofit mental health uh, organization called Overflow Foundation. And that engaged Cedar Creek Church to be a part of bringing hope to individuals and family members of individuals who struggle with their mental health. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the health care system, the government system for dealing with mental health is a broken system. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody recognizes that, even yeah. the people who are involved in it. And we just have always felt like uh, the church ought to be uh, taking the lead in yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, according to the National Council of Behavioral Health, the single greatest factor factor in recovery for a mental health condition is hope. Hmm. And we, hmm. as followers of Jesus, we're in the hope business. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what we're to do. And so, you know, the last four or five years, hmm. we've been just trying to figure out how to walk that out. Uh, Terry doing that through the foundation. And then Cedar Creek Church just trying to do that, to be a place for... Uh, folks who are struggling to be able to show up and we talk about it we're trying to tear down stigma stigma is a huge barrier to people getting the help they need and unfortunately sometimes as the church we we can create stigma Mm. we can cause people uh, inadvertently even sometimes to assume that if they're struggling with their mental health, that it must be a faith issue. Mm-hmm. You're just not praying yeah. enough. Yeah. You need to read your Bible more. And in some cases, I mean, obviously, we all need that for our health. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in some cases, it's more than that, just like your physical health. We don't tell people mm-hmm. who are having chest pain and uh, pain down their left arm and shortness of breath, we don't tell them pray more, get connected to a small group. We tell them to get to the doctor, right? And so same thing is true uh, with our mental health as well. And so it's just an area we never saw ourselves working in, but we're just following where we think God is leading. And uh, we've had an opportunity to connect with families, uh, either families who have lost uh, a loved one to suicide or overdose or families who are walking with someone who struggles with a mental health condition, um, just being able to come alongside and provide tangible resources for mm-hmm. families. Because we were, when we, in that year or so that we could see Philip struggling and trying to get help, trying to navigate that system alone is unbelievably frustrating. Mm-hmm. And most people just give up. And so being able to just walk with, be an advocate for okay. people and families and when you say tangible resources, what give me an example. What are you talking about there? What do you give them or how do you help them? So a couple things that we do, Gene. Uh, one, Overflow host at Cedar Creek Church's Banks Mill campus, a monthly gathering called Mental Health Community of Hope. And this is just a gathering for individuals or loved ones of individuals who are struggling with some aspect of their mental health. Gather together. Uh, some months there might be uh, a psychiatrist who will come and speak on a particular topic, a professional counselor, or somebody who has lived experience, somebody who is living productively with an ongoing mental health challenge, because that gives people hope. Yeah. If you're struggling yeah. and you can see someone <clears throat> who is uh, 
managing their disease, but at yep. the same time uh, being productive, uh, living a fulfilled, abundant yep. life. Yep. That mm-hmm. gives hope. And yep. so, you know, be lived experience stories, uh, just different topics. But what it does, not only the speakers or those information, but it's connection. It's Other community. families, yeah. it's, yeah. it's yeah. community. Yeah. It's, you know, somebody else has kind of walked that road mm. or run into frustration mm. with trying to get help and HIPAA laws and all the things that you deal with yeah. when somebody you love struggles with their mental health. So that's something that we provide. Uh, we also regularly offer a mental health first aid class. Um, this is a uh, national certification that teaches, you can teach anybody uh, to be able to recognize signs and symptoms, to know how to get people to their next level of care. Uh, just like you would teach CPR yeah. uh, for managing yeah. a physical crisis, uh, that's kind of what mental health first aid does. Okay. Uh, but it helps individuals. So we think there ought to be one mental health first aider in every family mm-hmm. because every family is affected by it. Yeah. One of the things we realize when you start talking about your struggles, when you start sharing transparently about what you or your family's gone through, other people who have sat there silently, people who've been a part of our church for years and never shared, we never knew mm. they had someone mm. they loved or they themselves were struggling. Yeah. And so it opens the door for them to be able to just talk about it and get some yeah. help. We don't have all the solutions, but sometimes the greatest gift you can give people in a crisis like that is just somebody who's been there. No doubt. Yeah, we uh, Terry and I also host a monthly uh, Survivor of Suicide Loss Support Group. Wow. So these are for families who have lost someone to suicide. Mm. And uh, we just get together. It's, it's the club you never wanted to belong yeah. to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's you don't have to explain things Mm -hmm. to them, you know, the the things you feel, they know. And so that sense of community, of somebody who gets it, uh, Mm -hmm. providing those kinds of opportunities, I think uh, our goal is to try to equip the church to care for individuals and family members who struggle with their mental health. And that's not the only thing we do, but it's a new door God has opened. One we wish that we didn't have to walk through personally, but sometimes that's how God works. Mm-hmm. So. I think of everything you share, thank you so much. And immediately I think of kind of a couple of initial levels. One, if there's a pastor or leader within a ministry or church body, and they're personally dealing, whether they're with themselves or in their family, you know, and they're dealing with some mental health issues and, and what steps should they take? Then I take it to the next level. Maybe they have staff members or church members that they're not sure quite what to do. What, you know, are steps that could be taken to move forward in those areas? That that's what comes to mind. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, if if it's one in five individuals, then it's one in five pastors yeah. are struggling with some aspect. Yeah. In fact, I, I would say if you're a if you're a lead pastor or pastor uh, actively involved in ministry, if you don't think you have mental health struggles, mm-hmm. you obviously don't understand the situation yeah. you're in. Because yeah. I mean, that is the reality. Uh, as pastors, we are often uh, the most, we're the second most isolated person in the church. Mm. The first most isolated are our spouses. Yes. Mm. Oh, man. You know, a pastor's spouse is the most isolated. Yeah. And so uh, that in and of itself uh, creates and uh, furthers the mental, wow. your mental health because we're never created to right. live yeah. life. Uh, with a facade, and yeah, a, but yeah. so many times we're so busy mm-hmm. 
helping others that we don't often recognize that self-care is ministry. Yeah. Caring for your heart, your body, your emotions, your spiritual health, all of the, the better you care, take care of yourself, the more effective you are to lead long term. If you really want to make a difference as a pastor or a leader, longevity is one of the greatest factors. The longevity of the senior leader in, in a single place yeah. is one of the greatest factors for the overall health of a church. Right. And you can see that. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's been proven. Yeah. yeah. And so the only way you stay in anything long term is being intentional, uh, recognizing there are seasons to church life and, and leadership and you know, there are going to be seasons where you're running wide open on that treadmill. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's Easter's coming yeah, yeah. and um, you've had a, a major crisis on your staff or, you know, yeah, you, yeah. All, all that stuff tends to come together. And that's just life, the mm-hmm. rhythm of life. What we don't do is when we're over that hump, we're not usually intentional about going, I'm taking some time away. I'm doing some things because another crisis is coming yeah. another leadership challenge is coming and if we just keep running hard all the time we become really ineffective and uh, you know sadly um there have been i know you've seen in the news over the last couple of years pastors committing suicide yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, or <clears throat> pastors kind of intentionally mm-hmm. wrecking their ministry just to be able to, to get, get out. out they don't know yeah. how to get out and so yeah. Um, I think recognizing that uh, we have to we have to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's how we take care of the people God's placed under our care. Okay. So in that in that recognition, uh, are there? I guess it's looking for resources. I know we can listen on our website. I know there are different counselors. I know that we refer people to. But you know, if you are going through that, uh, you and your bride. Um, and again, as you mentioned earlier, spouses often are going through it and they can't yeah. say anything because they know that if they say something, it could be to the demise of their, sure. their husband or yeah. their, you know, the, that church leader. And, yeah. and that's, that's what's sad or tragic is they can't be open within the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, but are there those, those re- that recognition, but then what steps would you encourage to take you know, from there? Um, is counselors to see or, or um, places to contact that come to mind? That might be too specific a question. No, I think it's a great question. I, I would say at a minimum, uh, you need at least one or two other pastors that you w- are willing to be completely transparent with. Uh, you're not going to be able to do that with pastors on your staff. You're not going to be able to do that with a counselor that's on your staff because they work for you. Right. Whatever it is, they all work for you. And so having somebody uh, that you're in a transparent, authentic relationship with, and, and I shared this at the Connect Hope Gathering that I can't speak for all pastors, but I struggle with insecurity, particularly mm-hmm. when I'm in a room of pastors. <laughs> I always feel like I'm the worst guy, and these guys, you know, their churches are great, and I'm horrible. Because we compare our known reality yeah. with our yeah. perceived reality. Exactly. And so that insecurity causes me to uh, feel like I need to go, well, we're doing this, and we're doing yeah. that. Yeah. And so you get pastors together, a lot of times it's like a whose church is better, who's doing Break something new. Yeah. And I mean, it's great to share ideas, but there's never any vulnerability. 
And without vulnerability, you can't really have community. And so at a minimum, every pastor needs those kinds, at least one, maybe two people, preferably pastors, or mm-hmm. or maybe it's somebody that, you know, that is uh, spiritually mature enough to yeah. not freak yeah. out yeah. when you say, I'm not even sure I believe this stuff anymore. Yeah, no <laughs> you know, just the reality of the, all that we struggle with. And then I think secondly, if that, if some aspect of your mental health is affecting you for two, three, four weeks, I mean, you're going to have down days. You're going to have days when you're depressed and discouraged. But if you start seeing it affect your ability to what we call live, laugh, love, and learn. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's affecting your life and it's lasting for two or more weeks. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, I think you need to reach out to uh, get the next level of care, which I would recommend one, start with your uh, your family physician, your doctor, your general that's practitioner. Good. Yeah, that's, that's wise. Because there are a lot of things that can happen physically that show up as mental health systems. It could be hormones out of whack, something in your blood, something like, so start with a good, full physical blood work, all of that. Mm. And if all of that is good, then I would recommend there's some amazing uh, licensed professional, faith-based, biblically directed counselors in this community where we live. Mm -hmm. Um, We have two on our staff. There are other churches that have that. And I would say, obviously, if you're a pastor, you probably want to go somewhere else than if you have counselors on staff. So, uh, and Terry and I have taken advantage of that uh, early on um, multiple times. And and sometimes we we may just go back into that if, if we find ourselves kind of in a downward spiral. Well, I, man, I, I greatly appreciate all that you, you shared, even with that, because as we talked about before, and I, I couldn't have paid you to say something more appropriate, what we do with Connect Hope is... I thought you were paying. Uh, where's sorry. my money? I forgot. That's, that's I what we have. Gene, bring it the blank checkbook. <laughs> that's, that's where we have the Danishes over there. Yeah. The oh, yeah, bottles, being paid in calories. <laughs> yeah, hot dog yeah. the you know, uh, It's yeah. true. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not a paid commercial, no. because I'm... I'm sold out to this because it has it's how God has literally carried us through this yep. journey and it's we're not over it. We'll yep. never get over it, but we can get through it. And yep. a big piece of that is having someone or someones that you can be completely transparent yeah. with and that well, love you anyway. Mm. Yeah, we, we believe that what we do with Connect Hope is really trying to get pastors, whether we want to encourage them and build them up, really want to get pastors locking arms exactly with what yeah. you said with a couple mm-hmm. other pastors because th- they can talk openly and not be concerned they might lose their job yeah. over it. Yeah. Um, they need somebody that can relate with them. Just like you said, talking about you know grief with someone in the family committing suicide and nobody else can relate with a pastor like another pastor yeah. right. and having dealt with some of the junk you deal with and, sure. and even you know just being very real you know dealing with some of the struggles they might be dealing with their spouse being discouraged sure. so I've seen number of numbers yeah. of pastors even uh, over the years step out because their spouse is just in major depression yeah. because they feel so isolated yeah mm-hmm. I mean and, I, I can't yeah. imagine Chuck uh, what it has to be like to be uh, the spouse of a, a lead pastor um, and what it's like to because here's here's a little bit of the feeling yeah anybody that comes to you a lot of times you recognize they're trying to get a message oh, exactly. to the pastor through yeah, you right. or they have an agenda 
because exactly. it's cool to be friends. So you don't know who right. really cares yeah. about authentic. you. It yeah, you don't yeah. know. And so you just, you you know, you kind of walk around with what do people want. And that, <laughs> it's very difficult. And um, I think as, I mean, obviously our ministry starts in our home. And yep. it starts Definitely. with the primary relationship, which is our spouse. So. Oh, that's sure. that that is huge. Uh, but you hit the nail on the head, and and just like I said, we we encourage um, you know, those that are listeners. If if you again are walking through navigating struggles, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at our website at connecthope.org, and we've got a contact page. You can contact me personally, or um, we can set up a phone call or a meeting. And what I like to do is is again get pastors, get leaders on a course toward personal health and health in their marriage. And sometimes that's going to mean referring off to, often meaning referring off to a counselor or other ministry. Uh, my wife and I even brought one of our roundtable speakers recently was uh, John Hagen. He's actually a counselor in Greenville. And just like you yeah. said, you know, I don't hesitate to mention uh, that because we knew how crucial it was for us in our marriage and, and the, yeah. the struggle we were walking through. We knew we didn't feel comfortable with locally with some of the counselors. And some of the counselors are very good friends. Sure. And we wanted to have, didn't want to change the dynamic sure. of our friendship. Yeah, that's a different relationship. Relationship. And uh, so we, we went, and that's why we brought in this, this counselor from outside. And, and uh, I was even referred to uh, him by New Spring Church. We had some close friends on staff there. And, and um, John is just uh, love his heart and just be able to speak into our lives like nobody else could. And so, um, man, I'm all about finding the best resources for leaders and taking those steps. And I tell you what, um, I, there's so much more to talk about, and I don't want to cut us off there. But for today, Gene, I, I feel like um, we're going to have to rope uh, Philip back in for another session. Um, if we can keep him in, if we can kind of lure him in, I might be able to get he oatmeal. He another Danish. Well, man. I get some oatmeal cream pies for the next Ooh, podcast. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> keep him. yes, I'll stay all day if you keep the oatmeal so, uh, cream pies coming. We'll, we'll start wrapping this episode up. We're going to come back with part two with Philip Lee. But Philip, before we close... Uh, tell us about Overflow Foundation, how they can get more information. How they yeah, can so you, you can contact yeah. uh, uh, overflow.foundation is the website, which I never knew you could have a dot word foundation. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it had to be dot com or dot org, but it's literally just overflow.foundation. You can find a list of resources, both locally yeah. and nationally. You can contact Terry at the foundation directly through there. Uh, maybe if you want to have mental health first aid training at your church with your staff mm-hmm. uh, or you want to refer individuals, uh, maybe you have a family that's lost a loved one to suicide and would like to be a part of a support group. So you can do all of that through Overflow's webpage. Wow, that's incredible. Well, if you'd like to find out more, again, I encourage you to get in touch with Phil Lee. Uh, if there's any way we can assist you with Connect Hope, like I said, please contact us through our website, connecthope.org. And uh, man, we'd count it a privilege to lock arms with you in taking steps toward, again, uh, your health all the way around, um, being more healthy. <laughs> so and just how to minister to you and how, therefore, your family can, can become more healthy and uh, the ministry you lead. Uh, so honored to be here with you, Philip. Thanks again for joining Thank us. Thank you. And look forward to doing this again as we have you back for part two. I'm in. Thank you, Philip. And that'll wrap up this episode with Philip Lee. But come back next week and we'll join him for part two. Thanks for joining the Connect Hope podcast. Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous. Thank you.
Thank you.